Welcome back for another episode of the JRLR Roundtable, where we wrap up uh, our talks about raids and other events involving alliances. And this time in particular, it's the raids that involved... Um, what's the follow-up to the Dark Seed? What would, you, what would you call this type of raid? The Necron raid? <laughs> the Necron raid, right? The Black Lantern raid. Let's call it that. That's it. So the Black Lantern raids. So... Uh, as per usual, um, we are now at the Hall of Justice with the Justice League of Reddit. And today we're joined by Scotty Mac, as per usual, and uh, Godspeed Lee, over 9,000, and Punani Killer 69. So I'm going to hand it over to Scotty Mac, who will start the meeting today. Gentlemen, I'm really glad that you've been able to gather here at the Watchtower table. As I'm sure you know, we've been beset on all sides by Necron and his fiends. I haven't been able to reach any of the heroes on Earth. There's just... We got news of this raid, and there was supposed to be all hell breaking loose on the planet. We called in all of the guns, we called in all of the members. And for some reason, there's just nothing happening on the planet. Nobody's fighting anybody. <laughs> So I imagine maybe they're just all busy playing with Talon. I'm not sure what the hell's going on with that. But uh, at the very least, I guess everything's okay. Because the raid is over and uh, nobody fought. So, uh, yeah. I guess we get to kick back and pop a few. And there you have it. <laughs> so... I guess our work here is done then. What's the point of Everything this is fine. <laughs> meeting adjourned. This is fine. Right. <laughs> Everything is awesome, guys. Yeah, yeah. Cue, cue burning dog meme. Yep. Okay, cool. This is fine. All right. But I mean, on a more realistic note, we're going to talk about the the comings and goings and the happenings of the, the last raid. And I guess we'll start with some of the positive things because I'm sure we're probably going to end with a lot of the negative things. So, I mean, what what positives can we take away from this? Um, let's see. Let's let's let one of the new members uh, list off some things that they liked or they could find positive about this. Uh, Godspeedy, tell me what you thought was good about this raid. So, one of the one of the shifts that I kind of liked was how they emphasized the alliance bosses a little bit more. Um, in the previous raids, basically. Everyone was kind of doing their own solo thing. And then on the side, sometimes they do alliance bosses. But this time around, you really were focusing on it. Um, on top of that, I actually like how quickly they came up with booster gold, um, actually including them as part of the rewards. I was low-key expecting Stargirl instead. But that was a good surprise. Well, I think last time we had this, it was after the Barda raid, or after the Barda siege. And we did get Barda shards for her for that one as well. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. So that was a nice one. So I think a couple of people were talking about, is Booster Gold really a, a paywall at this point? Because most people got him to like L4 or higher just by doing his um, his siege and just by grinding through the raids. They got enough shards to get him pretty damn high already without actually having to buy him, right? So that's quite good in and of itself. That's a good positive takeaway. Um, Benedicular, do you have any positive things to say about this each i mean i like the new in theory the new uh the tiers the milestones for single players it made way more sense at least it would have if people have been spawning bosses and those of us who didn't have that problem were spawning legendary bosses um yeah i think like you said the reward structure was nice getting the the booster gold shards was nice i like those packs that they came out with ahead of time like given what happened bad idea uh, kind of felt like an insult to a lot of players. But if everything had worked perfectly, I think loading up on the energy and the, the shards and some gems ahead of time, smart move on their part, and that would have uh, benefited a lot of people had things run smoother. Yeah. I, think, I think to kind of piggyback on that, I think that there's a really solid place for a pack like that, which I'm sure we'll address later. But uh, and, and the raids is, the, is it. I think that they, those packs were priced well, I think that there was a lot of good value in them, and and I like that you know those scaling sales do fairly well for people, you know, because it lets them kind of go as hard or as soft as they want as well. So we did see some really good shop activity leading into the raid. Yeah, I mean, a thousand gems is six forty nine Canadian, 
which is the currency I work in. And I mean, it was six forty nine, and you got a ton of other stuff too. So, yeah, it was solid. I bought one for sure. I totally yeah. bought one. Mm. On on the six forty nine thing, did you go buy a lottery ticket too? No. <laughs> no. That, 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 that's that's, that's a deep that's a deep cut for the rest of y'all Canadians out there. <laughs> anyway, we're so. almost all Canadian in here actually right now. I think that's funny. Okay. Yeah, I think I think over nine thousand is the only non Canadian, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's correct. So does we that default make you the best? You. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> All right, over, over 9,000, what, what did you take away from uh, the, the rates in terms of positives? Well, just quick. That means I can say anything I want and won't get in trouble because Canadians don't get mad about anything, right? No, that's fine. <laughs> Even if you right. do, just say sorry. It's a passive-aggressive kind of mad. <laughs> gotcha. All right, well, for the good, I mean, clearly Necron and his forces were de- defeated in the first couple hours, and that's why all the bosses stopped spawning. So, I mean, we yeah. can take that away. That's good, right? Um, I did write down a couple things. Uh, the custom skins for the villains was nice to see. Uh, I mean, they didn't have to do it. They could all just spend the shaded out gray uh, standard, like, ghosts or whatever they're called for normal campaign and things like that. Uh, the move away from the finisher, MVP, etc. trophies, uh, and only really scout remaining was nice for the alliance bosses. Uh, I think, I mean, that helped the overall, you know, sentimentality that the community had about, oh, I never get lucky enough to get this or this, you know, whatever particular trophy. So I think that was a good move. Um, bosses were able to be debuffed to a certain extent this time. Uh, I don't know what exactly we saw in the last raid. I don't remember what the debuffs were. I think there might have been one, but uh, having a lot of int and strength downs, I think, probably helped. Uh, still no bleeds or disease, obviously. Uh, and yeah, it was a nice push towards the Alliance teamwork. Um, it wasn't implemented great, and again, this is the first time they've done it, so that remains to be seen. Uh, it also wasn't very, very well communicated ahead of time, like, hey, the focus is on Alliance this time, not individual performance. Um, yeah, that's about all I have for the good stuff. <laughs> I mean, yes, they, they, they snuck, they hit somewhere in like a Reddit reply to somebody that they were taking away the finishers and MVPs, but oh, yeah, they, didn't really, they didn't really announce it, I don't think. Yeah, I think I for like the that. thousand <laughs> players that are on Reddit, uh, that actually check Reddit regularly, uh, how, you know, that remains how many tens of thousands of players that didn't see that message. Yeah. 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 Normally they've been, in the past, they've been better than that with announcing things like that on the newsletter page right of in-app so that's been reasonable but yeah this time it it felt very felt very quiet on the communication Mm. also one thing i guess i would say was pretty acceptable was the alliance rewards after the fact i think i got like ten thousand gems and 240 booster golds um which i think is quite a bit more generous than last time Oh, tre- tremendously. Yeah. But it evens out with not getting any personal milestones. So, I, you know, what are you going to say? Yeah. I I can only agree with a bunch of that. I don't really have anything necessarily to add, but let me just stress how awesome it was to play against those character skins. I thought that was just like an amazing, amazing bonus. Nice mm-hmm. surprise. Uh, it shows us that... There's still somebody in the character art department that's doing something else, so that's cool. Uh, I liked the debuffing uh, capacity as well, and the other thing that I found worked really well was like th- their stuns actually worked in turn meter as well, manipulation. Uh-huh. So I thought those were really cool, uh, or at least up until the level of bosses I was fighting. So uh, so that was neat. I did feel like the alliance slant was where it should have been. I mean, you know, this is. This is one of those things where you want to be working with all of your partners and working with your teammates to try to, you know, do the best and conquer. So I thought all of that was was really cool, too. Um, the sharing aspect was nice. You know, taking away uh, taking away those bonuses, I think, was good. Um, but I think I think an opportunity without getting too negative, I think that, you know, the scout uh, bonus should have applied to all the bosses and they should have been providing uh, PVE energy um, to do that. And if they had just provided, even if it's a boost of like 10, 15, you know what I mean? Or scale it, you know, depending on how high of a level we're talking about. Um, I think that would have gone a long way to, to massaging some of the challenges. Um, yeah. So otherwise, uh, yeah, that, that's what I have to say. That was positive. I agree with, 
I echo all, all, all the things you guys said was good. Yep. Like there's there's one other thing that I don't think anyone mentioned yet, but um, I think that they, I guess they were listening to the, the feedback from the previous raids about the milestones, the personal milestones, where a lot of the top players that were grinding and grinding and grinding found it like really, really hard to get to the top reward tier, the top milestone. Um, because it was at 500 million um, points before, and now they brought it down to 200 million points. So yeah. that that is good in and of itself, at least. But So I think, okay, so if that's all the good that we have to say, <laughs> then let's actually just dive right off the deep end based on that last comment. Okay? <laughs> because, because I think um, if I'm really being completely candid, the 200 million milestone, sure, it seems like it would have been a real net positive. Uh, but unfortunately, there were too many shadows cast over it in order to really let us feel that. Chief among those being uh, the lack of return of PVE energy was a huge problem. The only reason that most people were able to grind that far, like obviously to get 500 million, you're, you're not not putting gems in, right? Like you're obviously buying energy packs, right? But you don't necessarily needed to buy, you didn't necessarily need to buy as many with any of the other raids, right? So uh, the fact that that energy return was missing was a huge uh, strike against us. And then the other one, obviously, is the fact that basically from Friday forward, nobody could spawn bosses. Um, and whether it was nobody or whether it was 80% of the population, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Very unlikely we're ever going to find out what happened uh, because, you know, transparency. Mm not with WB. Um, so I, you know, I think that overall, um, in theory, it would have been great, like you said, uh, but in execution, um, like flaming dumpster fire is absolutely how <laughs> I would describe this raid. Uh, it was terrible. All right. Uh, anyone want to pick up on what uh, Scotty just said there? There's not too much else to say. I yeah, mean, the, yeah. the milestone thing, like for a guy like me, I was spawning bosses, no problem. Uh, one in every three heroic missions, easily. But I only saw two legendary bosses. So for a guy who was like literally grinding almost 72 hours straight, to, to not even be able to make it, you know, halfway to the to the milestone cap, that's crazy. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. I didn't even spawn a single legendary. I think the highest I, I ever got to was like one. I didn't even yeah, see I... one. <laughs> no. Yeah. I... The highest the highest boss I think I spawned honestly was like uh I think it was it was sub thirty. Like oh, I... it was ridiculous. I got to about sixty sixty ish in the last day. Wow. I, I saw plenty of nineties and I shared all the ones I could. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. The real kick in the pants for me was the like I assumed that the legendary bosses weren't really gonna start showing up till day three. So I would have mentally checked out of the raid, you know, Friday had I known it was going to be this bad. <laughs> a lot of players who weren't spawning, they just checked out early. But I was like, nope, I'm going to push straight through to day three, get those legendary bosses and climb that ladder. Yeah. No. Where did you end up in the standings? 16th. Nice. Oh, that's pretty good. Nice. Okay, but hold on. Let's put this. Let's let's put this into perspective. Hold on a minute. You were 16th on the solo leaderboard, and you didn't make it halfway to the milestone. Oh, I got to like milestone 42, I think. What's the top? How many total were there? Uh, like uh, sixty or seventy, something like that. Yeah, I was 40, 42 million, 42 million XP or whatever you want to call it out of. And 200. that was sixteenth. Yeah. That has got to say something. Yeah, you need one hundred and sixty like, more to get the top, right? So. So I, I mean, if if that's the reality, and I know you ground, I, you grinded like crazy. I mean, I can, yeah. uh, you know, the nice though. So we'll add something to the nice is you did get to see sort of how you, the rest of your alliance was doing. Oh yeah. With the yeah. like the stat board and stuff, and you yeah. can see how many people, how many times everybody engaged each type of boss and where they were at yeah. and ranking and stuff, and that was great. That. Yeah, but especially as somebody who manages the, <laughs> the alliance, <laughs> but um, you, you're out. Um, but. I, you know, if you were 16th and that's how, that's how far away you were, mm, no, there's something terribly wrong. Well, the top player, I think, was 92 million, so. Really? When Nobody checked, made When them. I checked out. I don't think anyone broke 100. Holy oh my. Yeah, no one broke 100. That's going to be the first time no one's ever gotten to the max award then. Yep. 
that is huge actually yes yeah so that's that's pretty much the biggest feedback that wb can take away from this so <laughs> well then that uh, i mean that was one small bad. thing that was just a boss spawn issue mm. right yeah Right, and and the other thing too is from a, a pay to win perspective, right? Like you look at a free to play player that wants to wants to go hard, wants to grind, you know, and oh. and and keep it cheap. Um, unless you banked up a pile of gems for this event, like you're you're spending, man. Especially if you're trying to grind through all of those heroics to get it without the energy return, you're spending. Yeah. So let me touch on that. So I mean, I'm guessing for everyone who's actually been playing the playing the raids they know um of this already but just to refresh people's memories uh compared to last raids or previous raids they used to give us um pve energy back on certain reward tiers like you'd get progressively higher amounts of pve depending on the level of boss that you defeated um but uh, and also uh the the solo energy that you would need for the raids and the alliance energy that you need for the raids they actually gave you that as a return as well for defeating bosses uh, again progressively higher depending on the level of bosses this time i think they only give you back uh, alliance raid energy right yep only alliance Correct. and yeah. it was only for the scout right. and now i think the reason why they took away the pve energy because if you check the personal milestone put the pve in there however if you think about it if you're not if you can't actually progressively climb up like if the top person barely broke 100 or didn't break 100 million mm-hmm. what's what's the rate at which you're getting a return on your pve energy this yeah. previous system was way better especially for those who don't spend as much as the, the higher you know the higher echelon of players out there with their deep pockets right yeah but even still even if i'm a player that has you know an infinite bankroll i still would like to see that return on energy because it helps facilitate things i don't want to just like be dumping cash into this and not getting anything back really because what's the point of dumping cash and getting what like a few uh like what 15k gold back like i've spent way more than that in in terms of just getting to that top Mm -hmm. tier right and staying in the top 10 yeah so and and add to that too like you have to consider the milestones when you when you when you you know objectively look at the milestones and go oh well no just because they lowered them down to 200 uh, 200 billion but okay so how does that break down then in terms of what you're getting at each stage? Because I can tell you right now, like I, you know, I was working my way up fairly early. I, I went pretty hard Thursday, Friday, and then after that it was out. Um, but like, I didn't feel at all like I was actually being rewarded for anything on the personal milestones. Like they didn't feel like they were getting me anywhere. If you look at the list and you go, Oh yeah, but like, look at the top five entries, like they're loaded. Well, that, that's fine, but it doesn't matter how loaded they are if nobody's ever going to get there. Yeah, so XP I've... level one mats, or you know, for XP and yeah, mats <laughs> right. and whatever else was just, it, it meant nothing. Yeah, um, I'm like, oh, sweet, two, two white and two black. Oh, look at me go. Same thing for the Alliance yeah. boss rewards. Like, I was getting 15 level one XP of the neutral mm-hmm. type. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> to me, I, I found those solo rewards, they were just not very rewarding at all. So yeah. I think the big issue was, I don't think they planned it like that. I think we were supposed to spawn higher, because the 90 level bosses, I mean, they were giving out uh, level 3 XP mats, right? And the big bosses, like yeah. the, the, the 150 legendaries, were giving out a lot more. Like, I don't think they intended that distribution of bosses, which is why it's like, I think it was just a mistake and there was nobody there to fix it on the weekend. So, so, okay. So can we just all agree that this whole random spawning, uh, funk, like that whole functionality is just the wrong way to do these. Like, can we just all agree that that, that's ridiculous? Uh, Absolutely. We stop. Yeah. It should just be, uh, when you open up that raid menu, it should be engage boss, not, go to campaign or go to gear farming or whatever other event, uh, short of PVP and try and get one to spawn. It should just be engage boss. Now. Yeah. I can agree. Their implementation of it was definitely bad. I don't, uh, mm-hmm. I don't even know what I'm mad at. Am I mad at them because I think they did that properly or because they, they, they implemented it improperly and then walked away for the weekend. It's like, I don't, I don't even know where to direct my anger on this. The, the answer is yes, am I mad? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Whose idea was mad? it to do this on a holiday weekend? And it seems like this happens quite often. 
Yeah. It's always oh, at the yeah. end of the month. It's always on a long weekend. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. But so, okay. So what if instead of that, it was more like a perpetual um, hero mission track, right? So you're going to fight through a series of fights and every three fights is a boss fight. Yep. So you got to spend energy and you blast like through it. It style, gets progressively right? harder like nodes, right? <laughs> and you can just go at, at infinitum for as many as you want. Um, and every three, you know, you're going to get a boss and you just share it. And after it's beat, you can go on. And instead of just like being able to continue to run the path, that boss, when you share it, it has to die. I'm so assuming they just didn't want to change the app so much to, to implement like a whole node style system like like Marvel. What do you mean right? change the app? They literally have this the model and the skeleton running already <laughs> in our regular game. Yeah, like all the hero challenges are exactly like that. Yeah. They just have <laughs> exactly, to make it yeah. they, they they just have to make it um what you call it, like infinitely long, or if you get to the end, then it just recycles back. So I was thinking sure. a branch, a branching style like a Marvel, whatever it's called. Marvel Strike Force. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, that, that's been brought up before. I think in a previous podcast. I think in the podcast or something like last. And month we'd all like love that, that because obviously that's been done properly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like it's a good model. Like, it's a yeah. huge, it's a great model, right? Um, but if you want to just dumb that down for DCL, just make it a perpetual node. It just has to be linear. Like it doesn't, hero yeah. challenges. It yeah. doesn't have to be branching. It's just completely linear. I can get on board with that. Yeah, otherwise, mm-hmm. something I would like to see them do is basically you take a page out of Mortal Kombat's book with the tower climb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and given yeah. that they already have a relationship with Netherstorm, it's not like they're stealing too much here. Um, to just do, you get to select four, maybe more for subs of heroes. You take your team in, you climb until you can't climb any further. Uh, they have bosses and events intermixed throughout. Uh, you can do, you know, if you get to the top tier where, let's say, that's ne- where Necron is, that's where you can have, if you beat him, great. If you don't, then he gets shared. And just have everybody work at their own pace up to a certain point to s- contribute that way instead of, like, you know, if you have low-level players in Alliance, they're not really doing anything to these high-level bosses. They can't really help. So mm-hmm. it should be adjusted kind of so everybody can play and be all-inclusive like they have listed, oh, level 30 players can play, but, I mean, what do they ever accomplish realistically? Well, they're spending their energy adding a little and getting a little out of it, right? So, and I think that the way that they've designed the rewards around that, um, that it, that does encourage that type of play where you, you search out something and if you spawn something great, you, you win the lottery, you attack it for dick, right? But then you share it with a bunch of people and then they kill it and you still get rewarded. Right. Absolutely. So like, I, yeah. I think that's cool. And I think and I think honestly, that's how it should be. Right. Like like that's how you engage that threshold of player. But you need to have a system that is going to reward people that have invested heavily into their rosters that have an extensive stable of gear of, you know, gear 11, whether they're 70 or 80. Take your pick. I don't care. Right. Um, but you like the whole idea is that. Those people that have invested time and resources into their rosters should be able to gain the most reward out of an event like this. So what about uh, percentage XP on a boss based on your percentage damage? I think yeah. somebody suggested that. Yeah, And that's totally fine too. Yeah. Okay. The only thing that would, the only problem I could see that for the devs would be that they just involve more programming that they don't want to do. Apparently. Oh, you mean more, 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 more math they're going to screw up. Got it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I want to go back to touch on one thing DP mentioned earlier about return on investment. So you mm, mentioned yeah. about getting rewards through the milestones and everything like that. It would be different mm-hmm. if you were sinking a bunch of money into this game to sink in the time and get some sort of enjoyment out of this. But I mean, let's face it, this is boring push a button, go on auto, wait, you know, rinse and repeat, wait for the next one. It's not fun gameplay by any means. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're spending money to do work, chores, whatever you want to call it. It's uh-huh. it's in no way rewarding. I was literally doing housework and chores at the same time while running everything on auto. Every every couple of minutes, I would just look back, the timer was done, either the boss was defeated or he wasn't defeated and just restarted again. <laughs> That's exactly what I was doing, yeah. And the other problem so, is... Exactly. Oh, sorry, just one thing quick. No, go, uh, go, yeah, go ahead. It's still make sure you have Atrocitus as your leader. And yep. that, again, that's all it is. Yep. Even if it wasn't yep. like do it on auto, like it's still the most viable option. So there's no team building. There's no synergy. Like the bonus tunes don't offer any synergy. Uh, they also don't make any canon sense. Like if they're just, you yeah. know, 
the bonus tunes for the month and whatever else, random stuff. Um, and I think they purposely picked characters like Deathstroke and Chemo to be part of it. Uh, because when you buy these packs of random slot machine gamble to get shards, <laughs> the odds of getting a bad one are higher. So they didn't want to actually give away good characters. Now, maybe that's you know, tinfoil hat sort of thing, but that's just where I'm at right now after all this. I think at the end of it, when we talk about resource and we talk about value and reward, I think that the one thing that we all forget, um, and the, the most egregious offenders of this are the devs of the game, um, the most valuable thing that we have to contribute to this is not our wallet. It's our friggin' time, uh-huh. right? And people yep. are spending three days solid grinding this thing, taking their time off life. A lot of people that play this game are, you know, parents or family folk, and they, you know, are giving up time with their family for this, and they're, you know, investing that thing. Time's the only thing you'll never get back. You can always make more money, mm-hmm. but you'll never get that time back. Right. And unless well you are unless you are rewarding the players adequately for that time, it's literally a it, it's a loss leader. So, um, Scotty probably knows where I'm going to go with this, but from a business perspective, now if you think about this, a company, and how are you going to market your game? How are you going to get more money out of this game obviously you know you have whales who are gonna buy your packs and buy the resources they need um, but not everyone's a whale right and obviously money is important selling things is important but at the same time what's equally important is the way you market your game and the metrics you use to uh to, to show how good your game is right now if you look at dcl as a game if you compare it to marvel strike force if you compare it to any other similar type of uh, mobile game out there the metrics really aren't there it's one of the worst like um what's the word here uh in terms of the market share in terms of its statistics in terms in terms of its metrics it's not that high it has so, very little presence right yeah so at the so what you're doing is for an event like this, this is a great huge event where you can show off your metrics, right? Where you can show off how much of your players are engaged, even if they're not, even if they're play to win or free to play or veterans or newbies or whatever you want to call it, all demographics will be engaged here. So how do you retain that engagement? How do you show off your metrics at this point? And a lot of people are just checking out on Friday because this is more of the same thing, just grindy, grindy stuff. And they're the way and with all these errors and bugs and um, problems that you have, you probably need to sort all this stuff out before you release an event like this, because this is where you're going to make your money, like in a literal sense and a figurative sense, because from the metrics that you get from this, you get to put that up on your website. You get to put that up on all the places where your game is being featured and downloaded and show how good it is. Now everyone's going to go and look at your biggest event and just trash talk it like we are. Look, so, the, reali- the reality is, man, is you can't put lipstick on a pig and expect it to win a beauty pageant. <laughs> <laughs> Very poetic. <laughs> so, I mean, um, okay, well, let's let's move on from there and talk about other things that we haven't already talked about. Um, well, I mean... Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, real quick. So, I think that from a monetization standpoint... Uh Like we briefly brushed on earlier, that pack that they released at the beginning of the raid was a great way to do it. DC needs to do, or WB rather, needs to totally rethink the way that they're trying to gain financial engagement by considering the the, the source of the people, uh, the source of the player base. And they need to have those type of small, little accessible sales we should no longer see the $100 gem packs, if I'm being honest. They should mm-hmm. not exist anymore. And by the way, they're $135 for us in Canada now, just so we're clear. Yeah. Okay? Um, yeah. Like, they should not exist. The top-end pack should be the, the, the 50 or 69, whatever the hell they are now, the 60, the 66,000 and, you know, whatever pack, that one. That's the one that should be the top end pack. And if you want to do the new the new release character, then do it on the sliding scale like you've done in the past. So your entry okay. level is five bucks, here's what you get. Your next sale is ten bucks, here's what you get. Your next sale, your next sale, your next sale. 
And if you want to continue to whale out and go all the way to 135 bucks, by all means do it. But that's the sort of value that you really need to be putting in front of your player base. And if you do that and you give them the choice to pay what you want model, you'll get more money. Yep. It's definitely the true. other the other shocking thing in, in terms of monetization is that it's been three plus years now, and how many games, how many mobile games have moved to a subscription based service mm-hmm. where you pay ten, fifteen, whatever dollars a month for your incoming daily rewards, logins, or whatever other materials or currency is part of that game, and yet no wind of that from this whatsoever. Right. And like you said, it's a very outdated monetary model that they're offering here. Yeah. Uh, and again, like it caters to maybe one percent of the player base, yeah. uh, because I mean, paying for for ninety nine percent of people out there in this day and age, I still want to say that paying for a mobile game is still it's dispensable income or disposable income. That I mean, realistically, how many people have? If you're going to buy, you know, if you're going to spend a hundred dollars on video games in a month, it's probably going to be triple A titles on your major consoles or PC. Um, I mean, this isn't China. The the mobile app market is not that big yet. It's not that big, but I wouldn't underestimate it either. I think uh, so. So uh, one of the points you made was really solid here, and and the one that I'm thinking is from a subscription base, right? Because like there's other games and stuff that I've been playing as well. Um, how, here's a question: How much would each of you pay per month, right? And you can buy it at the beginning of the month. Uh, to double your login bonuses every day. Five bucks? For the month. I wouldn't pay anything for it because most of the login bonuses are trash. I mean, getting mm-hmm. getting the, re- the the crystals, right? Imagine if you got, so you got what, five crystals a month from the login, so you'd get 10 then, right? So yeah. if you get the rebirth crystals and then if you get all the, the what, 6,000 gems, so you double that, you get another 6,000 gems. That, that's worth it. I, I'd pay five bucks for that. Yeah, but I, am I, paying, I, would pay, I would pay five for that. Yeah. Am I paying that five bucks and the price of everything else is coming down, or am I paying that five bucks and the pricing for everything else remains the same? Oh, I, I mean, that's just phase one, right? Um, <laughs> but I'm just like, if that's just a thing, if they were to introduce that and just say, look, this is what we're going to do, what do you think? If I'm looking, so I'm just pulling up the login bonuses now. So you'd basically be able to get, uh, you get double the character shards, right? So you get another, what is that, 100 character shards uh, of the monthly tune. Uh-huh. Which which we all know are the rarest of the rare, right? Uh-huh. You get the extra six thousand gems. Um, you'd get an additional fifteen hope rings. You'd get uh-huh. an additional thirty green rings, which nobody needs. Um, and you'd get some more XP nodes. I mean, is it five bucks? Is it ten bucks? Who knows? You could, right? You could reasonably even say that the a hundred character shards and six thousand gems is roughly about the same amount that you'd get from a twenty five dollar character pack. So right. you could pay up to 20, 25 bucks. That's so assume, reasonable in terms of right? marketing. So assume yeah. it's 25 bucks. You include the rebirth crystals. Now you're guaranteed to get 10 rebirth crystals in a month. How many people do you think would pay $25 for that privilege? Because I'm guaranteeing you it's every single person that opens their wallet on a regular basis to this game for any amount, period, yeah. full stop. Right? As but like that's with it, yeah. precisely, right? But that's the sort of stuff that they're just not with, right? There's mm-hmm. so many other things out there that other games are doing far better than this here, one is and i just my, don't understand how they're still in business it's only because my, it's the dc property here's my problem with that whole aspect and we get and this is getting a bit uh, away from rays but i'll just do this real quick wb's problem especially with the way their organization is is their management and their administration of different departments is very segregated and with in this day and age everything is moving towards a more matrix style management where you have people from each department working together in small little matrices or little groups right and what that would allow is you would have someone from marketing you would have someone from finance you would have someone from development you would have someone from uh communications or the community like uh reeves for example and they would all be communicating together and working together but what they're not doing is that uh, is is that exactly that communication internally? They have everyone separated into their little hubs. Reeves and the other community managers in um, their separate games, they work in one little node, their one little hub. Developers work in their own other little hub, right? And when it's time to have a meeting, they get together and they discuss things. And when they have to talk about um, stuff with the marketers, they get, they come and get together and talk about things. But it's not on a regular basis. It's 
they have to set up meetings. It's maybe what maybe at most once a week, once a month, something like that, in a typical business setting. So they need to get through to these guys who are putting the stuff in the shops, who are marketing these packs, who are putting this stuff out and say, hey, this is the information that we're getting from the community. This is what the developers think might actually help progress the games. Maybe we should work on that. And the mark and this has been brought up before, I think it was Doom or Hate Mail that was talking with them, like talking with WB in one of their, when they used to do podcasts, they were talking with them and they were saying, yeah, we don't actually deal with the marketing team directly. And actually they deal with a lot of games at the same time. So DCL is just one of them. And that's mm-hmm. part of the problem. That's the biggest part of the problem, I think. So yeah. DCL is just another fish in the pond, right? So, And it's not a big one. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So... Um, I mean, it always had the potential to be a big one, but they just never worked on it. Yeah, this, I mean, this is their only title short of, I don't know, is Injustice 2 still a thing? I know that was a mobile app for a while, one of their games. Um, yeah, that's pretty popular. Is it? Okay. So beyond that, though, they have two titles advertising their entire, um, you know, ownership of DC and everything that they have. Because WV does own all of DC, correct? Yep. Yep. Okay, and so, again, to sort of take us away from the raid topic, but it is surprising. Guys, I think we've established that raids are, okay. like, yeah. we're beating the okay? <laughs> so it, we were talking about all this marketing and you know, stuff like that. So with, let's just, let's face it, Marvel's big ship of, you know, after Endgame, I, I think a lot of the engagement is gone. This is DC's time, or WB and DC's time to take, you know, step into the forefront uh, what are they working on for their movies, their extended universe, their games, all their tie-ins? Like, this is their time to strike, and it doesn't seem like they're doing anything for that. And this game was a perfect opportunity to kind of get that out there. I mean, yes, it's three years plus old, but you can, with proper marketing, like you said, you can reinvigorate the community, expand the player base, get you know people thinking about DC instead of Marvel. Like, I mean, they're just missing a lot here, and it's shocking that, yes, every, like, Everybody's in their own little silos, so there's probably not great communication. But whoever's running the show is not doing a good job. So I think the main problem that DC has as an intellectual property is that there's zero cohesiveness uh, across all of their projects, right? Um, You want to talk about ways to improve engagement in the game and improve marketing and improve the player experience? Well... Got news for you guys. Titan season two is coming out soon. Oh yeah. So if we, so why do we not have a, a Titans month advertised that it's coming uh, to coincide with the release date? How do we not have all of those characters already with new art, new skills, new reworks, like whatever, you, like all of that? How are yeah. all of those things not being advertised? And how is the game not being advertised in print alongside of that? Right. Yep. Like that. These are missed opportunities that people are just failing on. There are other games that are doing like collabs with you know, other IPs, for example, and they're all on the marketing train and going hard and it's bringing players in like crazy. Right. So I I have a couple words for you. Yeah. Budget restrictions. Oh, right. Right. Cause they've (laughs) sucked for so long at doing it that they don't have the money machine behind them. Is that what we're getting at? Is that what we're saying? You got to spend money to make money. I think that's a popular saying. I'm pretty, yeah. yeah, hasn't that been around since like the post-depression era, I think? Yeah, pretty much. Didn't yeah. Aquaman make like a billion dollars though? Yeah. Right? Well, here, here's the other thing. Um, now, getting, again, quite off topic now in terms of this, but if we're thinking about the, the company in and of itself, WB, um, Time Warner was, uh, per- I guess, merged or bought out by AT&T a while mm. back. And... AT&T's backing on a lot of their projects depend on the success of what's currently going on, right? So in the movie uh, era, for the for the 2019, uh, we had Aquaman and we had... Uh, what else was going out there? Um, what's on? Um, Shazam. Shazam, right? So those movies did pretty well. We have the Joker one coming. And so, Which apparently, oh, by the way, guys, is outstanding. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good to know. So whatever the case may be, all the if they do well, then AT&T will back uh, future projects, right? And then in terms of the games, I would imagine it's sort of more of the same thing. So if this game is doing well, and the more progressively it's doing well, the more funding and the more backing and the more budgetary, uh, well, I guess less budgetary limitations it'll get, right? So that's the question. How do you open yourself up to have a bigger budget later by doing something now? 
and I don't think they're taking the right approaches to that. No, I agree. Right? And and I think that they're more focused on the dollars than they are the player experience. And that has been completely made apparent by the uh, pack that was in the shop yesterday before reset for Siege. Uh, we had the Siege prep pack, whatever the hell they called it. And it was like, you know, $25 US, $30 here in Canada. And it included a bunch of shards and included a bunch of essence. And it also included Siege Energy to a limit of 10. Okay. So you were able to wail out super hard right at the beginning and get an absurd advantage in terms of Siege Energy. Now, I don't know how many of you guys have been playing since the Sieges were first introduced. But Siege, for Larflees, all praise, Mm -hmm. was the event which was designed to say hey everybody's on an equal playing field everybody's got the same amount of energy your skill and your roster will dictate how well you do and how far you go period full stop go and it was amazing and then halfway through they ruined it by releasing the siege energy packs that we had we've been accustomed to lately and everybody pissed and moaned well I'm sorry, you had the most engaged player base that I'm sure you've had ever as a result of that siege. That's true. Yeah, right? but they weren't making money. But they weren't making, yeah, they weren't making the dollars. They need to make they the dollars. They didn't have to show for it. Well, I, I can tell you that that may be true, and so that's why they've introduced the siege packs with a limit of one per day, and that's great. But you know what's going to happen now with that new pack? I can tell you right now. There are a ton of people that are quitting this game. People oh, that have been spending oh, a lot. I've been watching. I've been watching the recruitment posts. Everybody's like three slots open, five slots open, six slots open. People are dropping like flies. So I, I'm going to give a bit of insider information. This ties in a little bit with the the raids and the owls actually, because I'm 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 pretty well connected with the owls due to the other podcast members. But the owls have been talking about very big members of the community, like because the owls are pretty nefarious <laughs> but uh, even amongst them there is a, a very hardcore group of spenders that have just nope i'm out we're done mm-hmm. after seeing that you know and these are members that you thought would never leave the game like actual never well i was a little worried when i saw a hate mails post on reddit like if he's yeah. considering quitting like why am i still here yeah well guys i have news for you Unfortunately, this is probably my last podcast with the JLR because I'm in that retirement boat. <laughs> yeah, this is this is it's, uh, it's 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 been a while, but this is just it's the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm I'm in for three three fifty maybe four hundred a month sometimes for this game, um, and I'm done. Like I'm voting with my wallet. There's just not nearly enough here. Mm-hmm. Um. And just like packs like this and the lack of response and everything, guys, like it's not acceptable anymore. Like uh, you, I cannot support a company that believes that that's okay. So it's true. You know, like I'm, it's sad, but this is where we're at. This is what it's come to. Yeah. So, and I mean, this has been a long time coming for a lot of people and I have spent maybe the, only, the last time I spent money on this game was when they had those like incremental sales, I think back in June, mm-hmm. was it? Those incremental sales were interesting. That's the reason why it brought me back for a bit. But since June, before that, the last time I spent was like Christmas time. So I used to spend regularly, maybe like once a month, but then it got like progressively less and less and less and then became like half a year, maybe like now once a year. So this is not looking good. And... The fact that you have people who are spending regularly or quitting outright, people are spending thousands of dollars, thousands yep. of dollars a month. Yep. It's like, yeah. no, we're done. One pack killed it for them. So, And that's what it's going to take for improvement if they ever decide to improve it at all. They may just shut it down. Yeah. So, I mean, 
to bring it back from a negative thing to a slightly less negative thing, I guess. <laughs> let's, let's go back to raids. Let's go back to raids for a second. Oh, ra uh, raids is the lesser evil here. Is that what well, is that what I mean, we've come well, to? It just goes to show how bad the raids were that led us to this conversation exactly. we're in now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let, let's bring it back to a slightly positive negative thing. We're talking about. Um, <laughs> The finishing of the raids, right? So the, let's talk about the alliance battles at the end of the show. So we ended up in the top 50, right? So in the top, we we were closing in on 10 at the beginning of the first couple of days, but then by we the third day... We were in day, fifth place for a lot of it. Yeah, but then by the fifth, by the third day, uh, you know, the big bosses started spawning and a lot of people started doing the crazy pushes. So then we just like, nope, I think we are like maybe 20 million away from 10th place. So like, mm -hmm. nah, I think we'll just coast. So... But let's talk about the top 10. Well, what can we say about that? So, um, Godspeed, Lee, I know that you were taking notes. Did you did you take notes on that? Uh, so it was really interesting. We were pretty much within the thick of it for a good part of it. And then kind of in the last day, we just kind of dropped out. But it's not, yeah. like, it's not like nobody was hitting the bosses or anything. It's just, yeah, people really went for it. Yeah, I think that's when the whales started to show their colors. Because like, I bought some of those packs the first day. And by the third day, I just I ran out of energy to attack bosses, and I'm like, I am not buying more. And that's that's kind of like one of the things that bothered me the most. In addition to the you know lack of return from the PVE energy, you also couldn't build up your stash of uh, you know solo bosses and alliance raid boss energy that you would normally have for that last day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think what happened was is a lot of people just kind of played casually for a little bit, hit their their thresholds. But I think a lot of people bought the max on those starter packs and just sat on them, right? Knowing that the most important bosses, they play enough to get the bosses up to the level that they hit, you know, the max in the day. And then the last day, everyone just blew all their stashes of energy. Um, yep. the, I think the owls ended up, we ended up in uh, what, like a hundred and change million or something. Like the owls ended up at like 700 and change, like 730 Jeez. something million. Like it was a crazy number. And at one point in time, UGLA just basically, you know, they threw their hands up and said, congrats guys, like you got it. Um, we're at 600 and change, but we're not, you know, we, we don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <We're talking. laughs> I mean, basically, basically I think loot just like mortgaged his house or, or decided to not mortgage, not, not to buy another house this year. <laughs> and right. it's like, you know what? All right. You know, it's me, it's me versus the UGLA. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyways, <laughs> I mean, congrats to the owls again. Um, <laughs> I wonder what's gonna what's gonna happen with the owls now that uh, I saw a bunch of them are dropping like flies due to the due, due to the siege. This whole siege thing coming right after the raid actually was just really poor timing for them. <laughs> they should have just waited a little. Yeah, bit. they're they're yeah. gonna have to do a lot of damage control. Yeah, and it's sad because um, it was exactly the worst timing because of the long weekend. They had, if they came back right on Monday, they could have salvaged a lot of this, right? And I know that like we talk with Reeves in our uh, VIP chat. And Reeves, she was going like in damage control just with us because she a lot of it was post-mortem already, right? So she was just yeah. kind of summarizing, figuring out what was going on. It's all right. As soon as we get back on Tuesday, I'm going to tell them this, but it's not going to be pretty. So well, and, and it's and it's going to be too late. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Obviously, so like honestly, like there is going to have to be some sort of absurd equalization uh, apology. Like, I, I don't even know what it would take at this point um, to get people to come back. Like, there has to be some... Somebody's got to fall on a sword publicly, and then there needs to be some sort of recompense to equalize and come across. They're yep. never going to yep. refund anybody any money. It's never yep. going to happen. Um, so if people bought up a bunch of those uh, energy... Well, great, awesome, but what? I mean, what do you do? Okay. How do you fix let, that? Let, let's brainstorm. You know, what I, you know what I just realized, though? Mm -hmm. Every time they do something that makes a whole flock of players quit, it's happened on September. Remember last year, they introduced a G11 all of a sudden? And then oh, yeah. Deathstroke got his uh, rework and Lobo. It was two, it was two years it was ago. two right? years ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was it? <laughs> Showing oh. your age there. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> I was reading in Reddit, though, that some people had complained to their play stores and had actually gotten 
multiple refunds on those packs. And normally, like they only give you one as like a grace. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else heard anything. I think I saw it on Reddit. I mean, okay, let's let's brainstorm this for a second. If you're in the position of WB, or if you're in the position of at least the community manager like Reeves, what can you communicate with oh. the higher ups to or the marketing to uh, recompense this? whole debacle what would you think is an acceptable amount of let's say gems or resources to dish out um you need to instantly reset siege ladder as of today okay oh and you need and you need to and you need to remove the paid energy yeah period return siege to its former glory okay i think think he's i think he's talking about the raid oh the raid Oh, yeah, no, no, oh God! About... Sorry, I'm so far past that dumpster fire. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Um, I, I thought okay. So if we're talking about the raid, then they need to give everybody the um, the Black Lantern skins on across all accounts for free. Anybody that, that played awesome. in the raid, uh, anybody awesome. that played in the raid, everybody needs to get those skins for free. If you didn't play in the raid, you get nothing. Yeah, that'd be awesome. What if you, what if you couldn't play in the raid? <laughs> <laughs> you should just give it to everybody. They'll never know. Just give it to everybody, man. Just, just give all the lantern skins to everybody. So yeah. every, all the lanterns should need, need to be black. Um, so that's a that's a really good uh, that's a really good thing that doesn't involve actual gems, right? That doesn't actually involve monetary resources or. Oh no! Except that they'd have to actually code that. Yes, that would involve work. Yeah. Let's let, let's think about something too. So let's think about something that would that would involve a much less work. Just think about resources they can dish out. What would be, for example, an acceptable amount of gems that would you would make you think. All right, fine. Well, okay, I can take this and walk away. Like, let's say a lot of people, like people like us, um, who finished the top fifty, got what twelve k gems. Mm-hmm. So, would mm-hmm. doubling that make sense? Would, for example, twenty k make it better? Fifty k make it better? Think about how many resources the whales put in to get where they are. They didn't even get to the the first place milestone, right? So, what is it? I wish that... I wish somebody had screen capped the milestones because what they should do is just give everybody the max rewards from the raid. Mm-hmm. Like the that would be reasonable. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Give everybody the full solo leaderboard raid raid reward. Here you go. Right. So that would be thing <laughs> with digital goods. There's no infrastructure cost for any of this stuff. The only thing they make mm-hmm. money on is us buying the currencies so that we can right. buy everything else. So yeah. I I mean you everybody wants gems to be given out and they might do a little bit, but realistically for their bottom line, they're not gonna give out a lot of something that's actually worth real world currency i can see them doing character fragments because again that costs them nothing to do they just add it to everybody's account there's and it forces you to spend your resources to use them anyway yeah exactly you can't use a character without gearing them up they may Mm -hmm. i I think giving everybody all the personal milestone rewards i think that's what you were talking about would be great uh you'd get your uh life and death energy some reverse shards and then like 40 frags of characters that not a lot of people care about um so, again, I, that would not hurt their bottom line whatsoever. It would be a nice gesture. Uh, will we see that? No. Um, the biggest thing to me at this point now is, we've talked about this before with a lack of transparency, I want to see a roadmap. Like, what's coming up? What are you working on? Yeah. Give me a reason to stay, because right now I'm ready to leave. I There's no light at the end of this tunnel. Uh, and just, you know, tell us something, you know. In addition to a, a con- consolation prize and an apology, that's probably what yeah. would go the longest way with me. I one hundred percent agree with you, and they need to they need to model it after uh, grinding gear games, right? They mm-hmm. they are the gold standard as far as I'm concerned with regards to roadmap and transparency uh, from a gaming company. Uh, don't pull a blizzard, yeah, right? <laughs> oh, with man. regards to Diablo three, four, whatever, like don't do that. Yeah, we're working on stuff. It's really exciting. We got multiple projects, and no, that ch- that doesn't fly. I agree with you. I think a roadmap is sorely due. Um, and and I think that there needs to be an apology and an actual explanation as to what happened. Here's the bug. Here we fixed it. Um, here's what happened. We're sorry. Like, and then next, pay us off. Next time we'll have staff to watch the raid to make sure it goes <laughs> on, on the note of communication, I'm going to come into the defense of uh, WP a little bit. Not the actual like whole... Uh, organization but the community the community managers themselves so in the past we've had uh stanner and others before her and now we have reeves and Mm -hmm. i'm going to say in the last two stanner and reeves have been doing an outstanding job in terms of being transparent and communicating but they're only communicating what they know and they're doing as much as they can with what they know 
the problem is they don't know that much. And that's the company's fault for not letting them in, not giving them the tools that they need to help us figure oh, out I totally what's going agree. on. Right? Yeah, I have I totally no agree. problem whatsoever with the right. individual managers. So, like, I think they're doing right. a fine job, but they're handcuffed by, like you said, what they know or what they're allowed to say. So that. exactly. Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm not gonna, and I'm not gonna. I don't want to talk bad about Stanner, even though, now that she's moved on to Harry Potter. But Stanner, right? Uh, a lot of the red tape that was around her before, she was very like careful about tiptoeing around that, and not to you know lose her job or anything, right? But Reeves has been a little bit more lax on that, which I appreciate. But at the same time, you know, don't do something that's going to cost you your job. But that being said, WB needs to think about that whole situation in and of itself, the whole red tape issue, right? You need to bring this to the forefront let these people talk about things in a way that they that makes the community happy that we have someone that represents the company there and we can communicate with them directly right now it's only a, a select group of people including myself that can talk to them and they let us in on some of the things but we we have an nda that we can't mention these things right but at the same time why is it that you create this group in the first place why not just make some of this information public a lot of what we know I don't think would be reason- like unreasonable to just make public, right? Yeah. And, and you know how awful it makes the rest of the, the player base feel knowing there's yeah. the inner circle of players <laughs> that somehow got to be the special <laughs> little group to get in all this information anyway. I'm not bitter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's okay. The rest of us are. It's fine. <laughs> but I mean, sarcasm. Okay. So, I mean, that is what it is, but at the same time... The information that we need to know needs to be changed. The way things... I mean, this is, it's 2019. We're almost at 2020 at this point. We need to get with the times people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stop ranting there because we can go on forever about that. So, uh, Anyways. Uh, do we have anything else? Oh, about, this, about the raids. When you were talking about the ladder stuff, I, I remembered one thing that we forgot to mention. Do you guys notice the one alliance that had one person in them? I heard about that. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. Wasn't it be- Beasts of something? Beasts of, Legend, Beasts of Justice some, or something like that? Something like that, yeah. It was the, the person, the one person who was in the alliance are called DC Best Worst Marvel something. I've seen them around the PvP ladder too. Um, so a total hacker, right? Yeah. It's a one person alliance that finished fifth. One shotting bosses. Absolutely yeah. one shot hack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, definitely hacking. So that didn't get addressed because no one was working during a long weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's not going to end well. <laughs> Boy, whoever no. was in 11th must be pretty pissed off right now. Oh, yeah, because yeah. they were they were not that far from 10th place last time I checked. No, like, sir. So uh, I don't think we're going to have another <laughs> raise roundtable, uh, at least uh, not for a while. <laughs> I don't expect we're going to have I don't expect we're going to have another raid in a while if I'm being honest. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> 2 months since the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it took it took them 2 months to break it even further and bring it to where it is now. How long do you think it's going to take for them to give us a good one? The next one's going to be pay to enter. <laughs> uh, so, we'll we'll see. You'll just have to authorize purchases every time you open the app. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Anyways, so um, we're gonna end this on a pretty sad note, but uh, I guess we'll have to end it there because it's gonna get this is almost over an hour now, or almost mm-hmm. at an hour, I think. So, I mean, any last words, guys, before we wrap things up here? I guess it was not. nice being included. It was a good discussion. <laughs> so, thanks for that. Yeah, thank you. Hopefully, we'll do JLR roundtables on less ranty, going like negative topics so yeah. we can talk about something positive for a change so well, well ladies and gentlemen it's been a slice All and right. uh and i i definitely have enjoyed commiserating with all of you this evening <laughs> but uh yeah i uh i guess i will see y'all around the discord all right yeah it's great that, you guys yeah. all right thanks a lot guys good and... night canada <laughs> see ya yeah <laughs> hey everyone, it's Tootitron. Thank you for listening to WROL Broadcasts. If you like the show, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash WROL Broadcasts. Oh god.
Guys, I think DB's, I think he's glitching out. Oh, I think he's gonna blow. Oh, oh, 